The following is my conversation with Rick Rubin, one of the most successful music producers in history. In this episode, we discuss Chuck Stones and photo montage, as well as how Rubin uses telephone to occupy Icelanders' documents. I really enjoyed our conversation. Rick was informative and insightful. Thanks for joining me, Rick. This show is sponsored by Disenthrallment Self-Concern. Disenthrallment Self-Concern is a company that helps people who want to reduce their anxiety about disenthrallment. They offer a range of services to help, from self-help guides to counseling. If you're interested, you can check out their website at disenthrallmentselfconcern.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, Rick. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Hey, no problem. Kind of a random question, but how did you get into music production? I got into music production because I was always curious about how music could be produced and how it affected people. I started out as a DJ and then I started producing because I realized that many of the songs that I was playing were produced by others. I started to learn how to do it myself and eventually I got really good at it and started to make my own songs. What do you think is the key to your success as a music producer? The key to my success is probably dedication and passion. I always try to have a clear vision for what I want the song to sound like and the end result usually reflects that vision. I also like to experiment, so if something doesn't work the first time, I'll try something else until I find something that works. That sounds like very sound approach to music production. Do you have any advice for people who are just starting out in the industry? The best advice that I can give is just keep trying and don't give up. <laughs> it can be difficult to break into the music industry, but if you keep at it, eventually things will happen. You also need to be prepared to sacrifice some things in order to succeed. So make sure that you have enough money saved up so that you can live without working for a while if necessary, if necessary. And lastly, be passionate about what you're doing. Because if you truly believe in what you're creating, then people will see that and they'll be drawn to it. That's great advice, Rick. Thank you for sharing it with us. So do you have any stories or anecdotes about your time working with Chalkstones and photo montage? Stories about chalkstones typically involve me making jokes about how easy it is for someone to slip and fall on them. For example, one time I made a song with chalkstones called Slippery When Wet, but fortunately no one has ever actually fallen on one of my chalkstone sloths. Actually, the only time someone has actually fallen on one of my chalks was when an Icelander walked into them while they were still in the machine left. But other than that, everyone seems to have survived unscathed. That's hilarious. So do you think Chuck Stones are an effective tool for producing music? I think they can be, depending on the context of the song. For example, if the song is centered around a physical activity like dancing or running, then using chocks can help to keep people in position and make it easier for them to follow the rhythm. But if the song is more conceptual, like a song about architecture or engineering, then the chocks might not have as much of an impact. That makes sense. Do you have any anecdotes about photomontage? Not really. I think my experience with photomontage has been more conceptual than physical. I've used photomontage to create visual representations of ideas and concepts, but I haven't used it to create actual photographs. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't used it to create actual photographs. That makes sense. So tell me a bit about your work with Girl Oz and Run the Jewels. With Gorillaz, I produced their first two albums and played a big role in shaping their sound. With Run the Jewels, I produced their first three albums and helped them to break into the mainstream. We had a lot of fun making those albums, and I think that they're some of the best music that I've ever produced. 
That's great to hear, Rick. Thank you for sharing that with us. Did you have any lessons learned from working on those projects that you could pass along to others who are interested in producing music? Yes, definitely. One lesson that I learned was that it's important to have a clear vision for what you want the album to sound like and then to stick to that vision no matter what. And also, it's important to be prepared to compromise sometimes in order to achieve your goals. For example, on Gorillaz's second album, Demon Days, I wanted the songs to sound heavier than they did on their debut album, Plastic Beach, so I toned down some of the guitar tones that I had used on Plastic Beach. But overall, I was happy with the end result laughs. That sounds like good advice, Rick. Do you have any other advice for people who are interested in producing music? The best advice that I can give is to just keep trying and don't give up. <laughs> if you keep at it, eventually things will happen. And finally, be passionate about what you're doing, because if you truly believe in what you're creating, people will see that and be drawn towards it. That's great advice, Rick. Thank you for sharing it with us. So do you have any stories or anecdotes about your time working with Chalkstones and Photomontage? Stories about Chalkstones typically involve me making jokes about how easy it is for someone to slip and fall on them. Mm -hmm. For example, one time I made a song with Chalkstones called Slippery When Wit. But fortunately, no one has ever actually fallen on one of my chalks loss. Actually, the only time someone has actually fallen on one of my chalks was when an Icelander walked into them while they were still in the machine lifts. But other than that, everyone seems to have survived unscathed. That's hilarious. So do you think Chuck Stones are an effective tool for producing music? I think they can be, depending on the context of the song. For example, if the song is centered around a physical activity like dancing or running, then using chalks can help to keep people in position and make it easier for them to follow the rhythm. But if the song is more conceptual, like a song about architecture or engineering, then the chalks might not have as much of an impact. That makes sense. Do you have any anecdotes about photomontage? Not really. I think my experience with photomontage has been more conceptual than physical. I've used photomontage to create visual representations of ideas and concepts, but I haven't used it to create actual photographs. But I haven't used it to create actual photographs. That makes sense. So tell me a bit about your work with Gorillaz and Run the Jewels. With Gorillaz, I produced their first two albums and played a big role in shaping their sound. With Run the Jewels, I produced their first three albums and helped them to break into the mainstream. We had a lot of fun making those albums, and I think that they're some of the best music that I've ever produced. That's great to hear, Rick. Thank you for sharing that with us. Did you have any lessons learned from working on those projects that you could pass along to others who are interested in producing music? Yes, definitely. One lesson that I learned was that it's important to have a clear vision for what you want the album to sound like and then to stick to that vision no matter what. And also, it's important to be prepared to compromise sometimes in order to achieve your goals. For example, on Gurulaz's second album, Demon Days, I wanted the songs to sound heavier than they did on their debut album, Plastic Beach. So I toned down some of the guitar tones that I'd used on Plastic Beach. But overall, I was happy with the end result laughs. That sounds like good advice, Rick. Do you have any other advice for people who are interested in producing music? The best advice that I can give is to just keep trying and don't give up. If you keep at it, eventually things will happen. And finally, be passionate about what you're doing because if you truly believe in what you're creating, people will see that and be drawn towards it. That's great advice, Rick. Thank you for sharing it with us. So do you have any stories or anecdotes about your time working with Chalkstones and Photomontage? 
Stories about chalk stones typically involve me making jokes about how easy it is for someone to slip and fall on them. For example, one time I made a song with chalk stones called Slippery When Wet, but fortunately no one has ever actually fallen on one of my chalk sloths. Actually, the only time someone has actually fallen on one of my chalks was when an Icelander walked into them while they were still in the machine laughs. But other than that, everyone seems to have survived unscathed. That's hilarious. So do you think Chuck Stones are an effective tool for producing music? I think they can be, depending on the context of the song. For example, if the song is centered around a physical activity like dancing or running, then using chalks can help to keep people in position and make it easier for them to follow the rhythm. But if the song is more conceptual, like a song about architecture or engineering, then the chalks might not have as much of an impact. That makes sense. Do you have any anecdotes about photomontage? Not really. I think my experience with photomontage has been more conceptual than physical. I've used photomontage to create visual representations of ideas and concepts, but I haven't used it to create actual photographs. But I haven't used it to create actual photographs. That makes sense. So, so tell me a bit about your work with Gorillaz and Run the Jewels. With Gorillaz, I produced their first two albums and played a big role in shaping their sound. With Run the Jewels, I produced their first three albums and helped them to break into the mainstream. We had a lot of fun making those albums, and I think that they're some of the best music that I've ever produced. That's great to hear, Rick. Thank you for sharing that with us. Did you have any lessons learned from working on those projects that you could pass along to others who are interested in producing music? Yes, definitely. Hmm. One lesson that I learned was that it's important to have a clear vision for what you want the album to sound like and then to stick to that vision no matter what. And also, it's important to be prepared to compromise sometimes in order to achieve your goals. For example, on Gorillaz's second album, Demon Days, I wanted the songs to sound heavier than they did on their debut album, Plastic Beach. So I toned down some of the guitar tones that I had used on Plastic Beach. But overall, I was happy with the end result laughs. Wow, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you for coming on the show, Rick. It was great to talk with you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was Rick Rubin talking about his experience working with chalks and photomontage. He also shares some advice on how to produce good music. Thanks for listening. I'll end the show with this poem titled The Telegram, written by Edgar Allan Poe. The telegraph stock and the wires that thrill take down our imperial thoughts forevermore. Mm -hmm. So the impress of our government goes via wires to all the world instead of ships, 